0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Oh, we're going to talk about something today that I believe everybody can relate to. We are social creatures. We crave relationships. It's all about who we are, especially friendships. But do those friendships support you? And how do you support others? We're going to dig deep into that today. She is a professional and personal growth coach. She comes up with strategies. She offers consulting and counseling. And I can't wait to talk to her about this topic today. Corinne Greenspan is back with us. Corinne, welcome. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm so shocked that we're talking about this. I had no idea that this would be our topic today by you because I was recently thinking about this and those in my life on the friend side and i was doing what i like to call the scale of life where you know i put some of the the positives and the negatives on a scale in my head or write down on a piece of paper and when you do that it's like comes out to whoa that's um that's kind of way one-sided there hmm i think i need to reevaluate that but i was recently doing that so it's so funny that we're talking about this today That
1: is really funny. Um, And where did you land on your scale of life with friendship?
0: It depends on which friends it is, you know, but uh, one in particular, very close, very close relationship. Uh, It's all one-sided and it's, you know, Steve gives 110% and in reality kind of gets back like maybe 30%. And that's on me, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. So I need to make those changes there. Um, I'm a people pleaser, just kind of wired that way. Always, you know, looking for opportunities to help others. Uh, but, you know, in the end, who's helping Steve? <laughs> That's what right. it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that, you know, it's tough to even say that. Like, it almost sounds self-serving, egotistical, but it's the reality, you know, what, what are you getting out of your relationships? It's not like there should be things coming back to you, but if you're giving and not getting, Uh, maybe there's an imbalance. How do you feel about that?
1: I think your response and your truthfulness is is fair because it's how you feel and how you feel is very valid, how anybody feels around these things. So if for you the challenge in this instance is that you're not getting enough back, then that absolutely needs to be addressed. And I think sometimes as our friendships evolve and we evolve as human beings, you know, I've been with this with certain friendships where the friend also goes through their own things that we don't always get to know about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when we're not getting back, a thing one can do is kind of just take a look at the friend without attaching their own internal landscape to it and seeing where that friend is at, the things their life is going through, and see if there's space to give a pause and then go back to the friendship in some time. And kind of create space for the friendship to have a lot of wiggle room to come back to you.
0: Hmm, I totally see and understand what you're saying, and in that, we have basically you have to put yourself in their shoes. But if you're in such a close relationship where you know what's going on in their lives, then it's then it's even clearer there you know and there's different layers of friends right so there's those really 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 close friends there's those long-term friends there's those that you know call them that you know are close but not super close and then there's you know the ones that are, are maybe on the outside of that that your acquaintance you know acquaintances in your life um, you may not know deeply what they're going through um, but the ones where you're super close you kind of know what's going on and what they're capable of I guess
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it is those close friendships that, to your point, can be really challenging to navigate. You know, because we take, we internalize it, and we take it really personally. And it's kind of like, you know, what is a friend? I'm going to use an analogy now, and this is not to be taken, you know, it's just an analogy, okay? A friend's kind of like a puppy in a way. It's like, you get to see them, you get to hang out, you get really excited, you get to do cool things, you have, like, interest with them. And... You know, the friendship gives back to you, right? So there's kind of like a really positive dynamic there. So when, as, as I say, as the puppy grows up a little bit, it doesn't need you in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, it can be hard, you know, and you learn to grow with how the puppy becomes an adult dog. And I think with our friendships, we have to grow with it as well. So when we're not getting what we need out of it, it's an opportunity for the person who's not getting their needs met to look at the friendship, and assess, you know, do we want to grow with a friend in this way and meet them where we're at? Is it time to sever ties? Or is it time just to turn and then maybe do a pivot and make some other friendships and come back to this friendship with a different perspective?
0: For sure, yeah. And and doesn't necessarily mean you just got to cut them off, but maybe you need to put up the boundary. You know, That's right. There's the B can, word.
1: Yeah, it's a, big, it's a big word. So, you know, those boundaries are super important. And... I also think it's interesting, I think with friendships sometimes like really close friends, I think that's the purpose of this conversation right now in this moment. I think sometimes we almost attach like what we would expect from our loving relationships to our friendships. And we can't always get that. You know, it's like it's a different type of kinship that exists with a friend than with like let's say a partner or a family member. And I think sometimes with our close friends, we can conflate those wants and those needs. And, you know, we have to understand, especially as we grow into adulthood and further our adult lives, maybe, like, the friendship has to hold different space for ourselves and themselves and that there's freedom for that to happen.
0: Hmm. Interesting. That's one that I have to process. I got to think about that. I think we all do. Like, how do you apply it to your, your relationships? You know, and right. room to grow. somebody said to me uh last year, and in my journey, I got uh started getting divorced like three years ago, and somebody said to me, "Somebody, your age doesn't normally have all the friends that you do, and I didn't even realize it, but when I started you know a new life, if you will. It just, I, I got all new friends, like a whole new circle, you know, like a lot, like, you know, there's so many. And even when I was married, it was all good, but I didn't, it wasn't like that. Um, And then even my close guy friends, and some of them don't even live in in the same state. One of their um, uh, partners, you know, they've been together forever. Uh, she said, did you realize the, how close you guys are? Like nobody else, that, that does, just doesn't happen. And we, we could not talk for months, but when we get together or if we're on a group chat, it's like, we're, we're, it's like we're 16 again. Um, so I don't, you know, sometimes you need, I bring that up because sometimes you need to take inventory of what you got and maybe what you got is pretty good. And maybe what you got needs a little refining, right? Yeah.
1: I think that inventory and taking stock is super important. You know, and I think that it's, you know, first of all, it is very unique that you have been able to do that, and, you know, the road is long, like, the the road of life is long, and if a friendship is not kind of panning out as you want it in that moment, it doesn't mean the friendship's over, you know, and I think sometimes, like, I've experienced this in my own self, like, one of my very close friends, you know, we were super tight and things, life happened, and the relationship got a little convoluted, and we, we both gave it space, and... I got to tell you, Steve. Like out of it was a very act, like a loving act. However, we had it out one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like all of these things came out, and now the relationship is equally as close, but it's quite different. And we both had to work really hard to be able to understand the, the changes of life that have happened, and how the friendship is still really important, even though it's not the same. It's evolved, and it's still really important. Hmm.
0: So.
1: Like, it's real, like, you know, life doesn't always get easier. You know, usually it gets a little harder. And I guess the question is with our friendships, isn't it okay for our friendships to evolve and change and, and oscillate as well? Is there space for that? What do you think?
0: I think there's space for everything. Oh, that's a great answer. I really do. It's it's it's, it's called growth, you know, learning. Um you know, and if you're stuck in the same mode, you're not growing. And even in your friendships, you know, I had a, I had a situation with my best, best, best friend. And he did something. This is only earlier this year. He did something that was very impactful. It was wrong at the moment. It was very wrong. And I, I after all these years, I mean, we've been friends since junior Thanks. high. I thought yeah. we were going different ways. I really did. But he he made decisions that weren't the best at the moment, and he didn't think he needed to to worry about them at that time. Um, mm-hmm. He fixed everything in a very short amount of time, and I would say we're closer than we've been in years. You know, he, he kind of stepped up. And it's, you know, it's my trust level there is, you know, I got the the yellow light on occasionally with him but pretty much it's all gone like it's but but <laughs> that that was one that was about to end and if you ask anybody in my life that I told, you know, the deep details to, they were like, "Oh my gosh, what the, what is going to happen now?" Um but it's all good. But uh, you know what? Maybe it took that to grow even a little bit more in that friendship. Isn't that
1: isn't that well said, you know? And it's like and it's just like the importance of like what I just heard from you was like a lot of understanding really and, you know, support for whatever happened, and I'm sure there was a lot of emotion there. At the end of the day, though, you were able to hear what happened and, and find common ground again.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, that's, that is huge. And we have to allow people, especially people, and this is opinion speaking, so I apologize. <laughs> I think it's really important to allow people to make mistakes And for things to get weird and murky and, you know, for friendships to, like you just said, like sometimes you have to listen to your yellow light with your friendship, which really what that's doing is showing your own growth and listening, your ability to listen to your own intuition. Yeah. So so these friendships, to expect perfection from them, especially as life gets more complicated, is almost a false start.
0: Well, it's expectations, isn't it?
1: Right. That is what it is. So it's like you're setting up the friendship to, to, you're limiting the friendship and by doing so. Right. So it's like in our in our loving relationships, we don't marry the person we're with for them to stay the same. If you're going to do that, you're going to end your relationship. True. Well, ideally, what we're doing in, in loving is we marry, we love, who, so we fall in love with whom somebody is, And we know that they're going to go through so much change and that that's going to create change in us as well. And we're going to do our best to support them. That may not always happen as they change, evolve, and grow. And the same thing happens in our friendships.
0: Well, I agree with you 100%. If you're in a relationship, you need to grow together because if one is growing in whatever area and the other isn't, then it gets stale and you don't feel fulfilled However, I am going to say this in my life experience of relationships. Um, Two things. People tell you who they are when you first meet them. Mm -hmm. So you need to listen. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you need to go with your gut. It will pilot you. It will tell you what's going on. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a year. Ten days into the relationship ten years into the relationship, your gut is going to know what's going on and you need to listen to it um that's my that's you know, <laughs> that's, my, my, that's my life experience there when it comes to, to to relationships even in friendships even meeting you know business uh relationship people show you and tell you who they are in the very beginning. But we don't see it, especially when it's more romantically connected. It's like, oh, man, this is great. I'm having such a great time. I can't believe I found oh, the person of my dreams. It's great. They they told you who they are. You just need to listen.
1: It's so funny you're saying this. And I think this also crossover. crossover you're correct to like friendships and business as well. So there's this fact that I, I adhere to and I believe it in immensely. It's to the extent of in the first three weeks, you see who somebody is and you can see all the arguments you're gonna have with them. I agree. <laughs> it happens in, the, in the first three weeks. You know, and it's like you gotta be able to, to pick your to pick your battles and to pick the person you're gonna be arguing with and they're gonna show you and you're gonna show them. And it's about, you know, there'll be degrees of it. That those three weeks, you know, whatever it is is gonna change, is gonna oscillate, but that's what you're dealing with. So pick somebody whom you really, really love because that's your BS that's going to be popping up for the rest of your lives together. And I do think that this happens in friendships, you know, to different degrees. And I think, you know, friendships are different to navigate because you're not tied to them in the same way via marriage or via engagement. Mm-hmm. So there is always a chance in friendship to be able, like, I don't know, Steve, have you ever cut off a friend or had a friendship end entirely?
0: Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, two years ago. <laughs> and it was... and
1: how, did that, how did that happen? Like, what? how did that play out? What was the
0: landscape there? Uh, it was at my birthday party. And she, uh, and we were like really good friends, not for a long time, maybe like a year or two before that. And she said some things to people at the birthday party about me. She had too much to drink. Um, and it just wasn't cool. And I, I called her up after it. It was late at night. I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, that was, that just wasn't right. And she wound up moving away. And, and that was the end of it. And I, you know, she's on Facebook. I'll maybe like a post occasionally, but that was the end of it. You know, uh, it, was, it was very surprising. And I, I think she just shot off her mouth and wasn't thinking because she drank too much. But it was it was hurtful. And, uh, you know, alcohol or not, um, I wouldn't do that. And the things that she said, to be quite honest, I can't even cut her some slack at that time. I just couldn't. Um, so maybe meant to be that she moved away.
1: Meant to be that she moved away. And, that, and it sounds like, like, here's the B word, like she really crossed your boundaries, right? And your own you know, ability to navigate friendship with her moving forward. So in by letting that friendship go, you kind of took a step towards yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? It it goes back to, it was a meme uh, I saw and I still, this is about, I don't know, maybe th- three months ago and I still pilot by this and I think it's so true. It was It was said to be Bob Marley, but I think if you trace it back, it might even go back to William Shakespeare, but Mm -hmm. it's love all, trust few, do wrong to no one.
1: It's not hard. Like, it's like, it's not a hard, it's a beautiful sentiment. I don't know why, I find it's not easy for everybody to live by these canons, or these thoughts, or these actions. I find it very astounding, to be honest. Mm. You know? Like, I've had to sever an adult friendship of mine, or this relationship was severed. And I have to tell you, like, it hurt, it's so deeply hurt. And there was, in in the relationship had its time, and this was a very close friend for like eight or nine years, this this person was like my ride or die. Mm. And, you know, it calls into question, how do you know when it's time to say goodbye to a friend? So we started the conversation by saying, you know, we have friendships and, you know, you, you want to keep the friend. So how do you do that? But then it's the, the conversation can also turn to when is it time to say goodbye to a friend and how do you do that? Hmm.
0: that that's a really great question. I, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't have that answer. I, I guess it, it, it may go back to maybe what I said in the beginning, the scale of life. That's right. What, what are you getting out of the friendship? And not that you should be doing anything to get something in return, but when I do things, I just do them out of love. I just do them out of, you know, I want to help you out. I'm there for you. Um, I got free tickets to a concert. You know, I, you want to go. Like things that could pop up. I share them with people. Um, not that others can do that, but then it's also, you know what? Here it is. I think, I, I think, I, I, I think you, you maybe see it clear. Feeling appreciated.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that's, you know, such a huge part of it. I also think that a whole other piece of this pie is, is is your friendship serving your growth or is it serving mm. your sadness? Yeah. You know, or or is it serving a piece of loss in you that you're not feeling, Is you know, is it creating loss in you? You know, are you, are you feeling, you know, there's growth and prosperity in terms of kinship there? And these are... Really all important questions kind of to go through your own litmus test
0: of
1: of when you may want to end a friendship or may not. And I know as, you know, we continue to adult, I find people, I've been hearing this in the background when I'm working with my clients and professional and personal coaching around these things, it it can be really hard to decide when it's time. And sometimes people end up hanging on to friendships when it could have been quote-unquote terminated a long time ago
0: so do you think it we're doing that are we afraid is is that what it is that that we hang on to them because we're afraid that we're gonna have one less friends uh, or we're just maybe afraid of abandonment or or whatever um, what do you think it is
1: I think that's a huge part of it to be honest I also think people are really yes fear there's also there's many different derivatives of fear of course sure. sure. Um, I think people are really afraid of feeling alone.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And and feeling isolated. And sometimes what is not understood in this paradigm of friendship and ending your friendship is that you can feel, like being in a friendship that's not serving your growth or your give-back meter to the beginning of the conversation, let's say, you're creating even more isolation and and loneliness by staying in that friendship.
0: But you don't realize it.
1: Don't realize it. I actually believe people do realize it because friendships can cause pain and they stay in it. So it's like there's like a litmus test of like when do you get out of the friendship, you know, if it's not serving you, if it's hurting you, if you feel like you're being taken advantage of all the time, you know, if there's toxicity there, if it's like close one day, not close the other. Females have a really hard time in their adult friendships sometimes Mm. and it's really hard for them to navigate and I think professionally... There's always that kind of place of like how do you have friendships in a professional capacity and is it really a friend? Is this person going to become your enemy professionally? Did you get close to somebody and maybe share information with them that can get back to somebody else? There's a lot of things that go into adult friendships and, you know, the word friendship seems so frivolous and lovely and it, it can be really challenging for people sometimes too.
0: It really can. And, yeah, especially the work relationships. You just think before you talk, because your your best friend could be—I hate to say this—your worst enemy, and you might not know it. You know, people who appear to be—and I know it sounds cynical—but yeah. it goes back to what I said before: trust few. In my experience in life, you gotta trust few. Yeah, I trust trusted everybody. And got burned over and over again. And I'm not stupid, right. you know, I'm like I'm pretty plugged in, but I give people the benefit of the doubt, maybe a little too much. So that's why it goes back to the, you know, love all, trust for you, do wrong to no one. Right. And you should do the right thing all the time. When I say that, I mean the right thing for everyone, not just yourself. Um, but you got to be careful who you do trust or put your trust in. Um, but yeah, you know, when you, you talk about the the loneliness thing, in ending a the relationship, there is by the US Surgeon General a public health epidemic of loneliness. It was out this year. There was like an 85-page report that came out, an advisory, especially with younger people like Generation Z, that there's you would never even think that. But I th- I think that keeps people in relationships that what what you said, we don't realize that it might be better to be out of that relationship, but you're you're hanging on. Because you don't want to be alone.
1: Yeah, You're, you're so right. It is, it's an epidemic right now. And it's, you know, the value of being alone and creating space for more positivity far outweighs the consequence of staying somewhere that's taking away from your positivity.
0: Yep. You're so and- right. You really are. <laughs> ring, ring the Corinne bell again. It's right there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It is.
0: You don't realize it. You don't realize it until you're in it, or you severed a tie in relationship, how better it feels that now, and I, I know it's a cliche again, but one door closes, another one opens. You never know what's going to walk in now that you ended that relationship that might have been holding you back from something really good coming your way.
1: It's, it's that 100%. And really, what it comes down to is this ability to end it, toxicity and friendship. It's a it's a leap of faith in yourself.
0: Yes. Yes. Totally true. <laughs> it really is. I, that's
1: really what it is. if you if, I just wish people would understand the strength of being able to when when the time happens to stand on your own for like the value of standing on your own for a little bit will come back to you tenfold in spades after.
0: We're afraid to realize that. We're afraid to take You're that afraid. chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I admit it. You know, there was a time where I would not go to a restaurant alone. I would not do things alone. I was even out last night with a, with a friend and it's a business connection and we were hanging out, just having uh, dinner at the bar, just talking a little bit. We get together like once every, I don't know, six weeks or whatever. Um, And yeah, it was cool. And And it, you know, we wrapped it up. He went out one way, one door. I went the other, and there was a party going on there. You know, just a holiday party. And as I left him, it was like, "Oh, cool, I'm on my own." It was cool. I, I walked past the party. It was late. Otherwise, I probably would have like woven myself into it. Hey, what's going on? What are you guys celebrating? <laughs> like, I don't care. For sure. Because it's fun. Like maybe I meet some new people. You know, but I, you wouldn't normally do that. Maybe when when you're around somebody else. You know, if you're on your own, you're you're on your own, which is kind of fun sometimes. It takes a lot to get there. I totally get it. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it's like, how else are you going to build connection with others if you can't get to know yourself first?
0: Well, I think that's so fundamental, and I'm sure that that's one thing that you help people with, make that realization, right?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So we do a lot of work with that in sessions, and it's, it's about building bridges as, a, as opposed to engaging gaps.
0: Building bridges as opposed to uh,
1: and engaging in gaps.
0: Gotcha. Why, we, you know, final question. Why are we such so afraid? Like, why are we afraid either to do things basically on our own or take a ch- is it rejection too? like taking a chance of, you know, a new friendship or trying to make friends? It's, 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 um,
1: it's the feeling of being exposed is terrifying. Ooh. And if you don't have allies, Beside you, all eyes are on you, and it, and if you don't negotiate yourself to the world around you, you will always need to have others support you. Whereas if you can negotiate who you are and stand firm, you can be who you are and attract the like, right people to you.
0: Mm. That it, it's almost like the golden rule. That's how it works, but yeah, we're afraid. We're afraid to maybe take that chance. And I love what you said, Corinne, about exposing ourselves, like being vulnerable, uh, you know, by yourself or in a group of people that you don't know. And now you're, I'm just here, <laughs> you know, hope it goes well. But it can be, it can be scary sometimes. I totally get it. But I guess that's, that's personal growth when you start growing to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and you can, you can make those relationships and maybe find other ones.
1: You know, just one more. So, what you're saying is like the ripple effect. It's like you throw a stone in the water, and you only have a small ripple around you. It means your pond is too small. You got to get yourself into a bigger pond and get a bigger, a bigger ripple. So, the more we're able to stand alone, the more our world actually expands around us.
0: I never thought and of it that way.
1: It's it's really, in my opinion, quite true, and and it's a hallmark of expansion for. For friendship in our professional and our in our personal lives, and the more you know yourself, the more you get to show and give to others, not to get, but just to exist. And that is where connection comes from.
0: I love that, and it's like I visualize you're a lighthouse, you're a beacon by yourself. If you're with somebody, even if it's a you know a friend, and you go somewhere and you're hanging out somewhere, you're. You're sharing some of your light with them, which is cool. There's no problem with that. But your beacon isn't going to, or ripple in the water, isn't going to go as far because it's, it's being shared by somebody else. Or it's, it's, it's you know, if, you, if that ripple's going out, the ripple's got to go around that person that you're with, as opposed to you just standing there by yourself and really, you know, projecting you to everybody around you.
1: That's right. You got it. And it's, so you want a bigger ripple? You got to get to know yourself better. And then you're going to expand all of your friendships and your professional dynamics are going to expand, too.
0: Love it. Um, love talking with you. Like, you make it like it's clear and, and easy to understand. Is it easy to take those steps? No. But you need somebody to help you along with it, like you, the accountability, and, uh, and to help us realize those things in life that uh, maybe we're not getting. And that's why we're not happy, many of us.
1: That's right, you got it. Absolutely.
0: How do we find you, Corinne?
1: I oh, can find me on my website. So it's K O R Y N Greenspan, G R E E N S P A N dot com. I'm on LinkedIn as well, and you can just throw my name in Google, and you you can't miss me.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a very unique name, and I love it, K O R Y N Greenspan.
1: You got it. Thank cool. you for that. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you know what it. Uh, You know, I said before that people reveal themselves from the beginning. From the beginning, you have revealed yourself to be somebody who's fresh, plugged in, gets it, makes it, the mindset, easy to understand and and grow personally. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much for hanging with us.
1: What a great compliment, Steve. Thanks for having me.
0: I mean it. (laughs) I truly do. Thank you.
1: I'm really touched. Thank you very much.
0: All right. We'll talk soon, okay?
1: Absolutely.
0: Take it easy. Enjoy your day. You too. We'll be right
1: back. Bye.
0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents multiple choice parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends.